Rediscovering Self is a podcast that addresses the daily ramblings of the mind and talks about what influences the way we think and how we can cope in an ever-changing world. This podcast is brought to you by Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community. Hi, and welcome back to a brand new episode on Rediscovering Self with Amrutam. It's been a minute, right? Well, we're back with an episode that is sure to keep you hooked. I'm Preeti, your host, and today we're going to be talking about something that has come up so many times over the past few episodes, and we have two very interesting people to actually unpack today's thought with us. Before I jump into the topic itself, let me introduce our two guests. Anushka Kelkar has spent the last two years building Brown Girl Gazing, a virtual space for South Asian women to openly talk about gender-based violence, beauty standards and unlearned shame together. Post a stint at India's largest strategic philanthropy organization, Dasra, she co-founded Therapies with Aviva. She's been a speaker at forums like the Indian Society for Applied Behavioral Science and the Women's Web Annual Summit, amongst others. Some of the places where her work has been featured are the Huffington Post, CNN, Quartz, Times of India, Hindustan Times, BuzzFeed India, Scroll and Midday. Aviva Bhansali is a researcher and a mental health advocate. After pursuing her Bachelor of Arts degree in Economics and Psychology from Claremont McKenna College, she worked on product innovation, content curation and program delivery at Aon, the largest human capital consulting firm globally. Post this, she joined Dasra, India's largest strategic philanthropy organization, and advised on topics ranging from child protection, education, and health across the social sector, post which she co-founded Therapize. Therapize is redefining the way people engage with their mental health care every single day. Therapize aims to simplify and personalize the process of seeking therapy in South Asia by connecting individuals to the right, qualified, culturally competent therapists for themselves and building niche support groups that foster group healing. Hi Anushka, hi Aviva. It is so nice to have you guys here. We are Amrita. We are super thrilled to be able to host you for this episode and we are also really excited about the thought that we are going to be talking about today. Thanks so much, Preeti. We're actually really excited also just to be here because especially the thought that we're unpacking today is something that we've spent so long really researching about over at Therapize. So really, really looking forward to sort of getting into that today. I want to really get right into this because this is a topic that has come out so many times in our previous episodes. I've had, I've spoken to so many different professionals on this podcast here. And one thing that has really stood out is that there's this pressure that we feel, you know, to be completely self-sufficient, completely self-reliant. And something that leads to is that it gets really, really difficult to reach out and ask for help, whether it is in terms of therapy, whether it is just, you know, asking someone else to help out with a basic task. But that very act itself becomes so challenging. And I think it is so exciting that we're going to be diving into this one today. So I'm going to just directly ask you guys, you know, like, why is this so hard? Why is asking for help so difficult? Um, so thanks, Preeti. That's such a relevant question. And I think, you know, when we started Therapize, what we did is we really wanted to understand what the gaps in the space are, right? So we kind of um, disseminated a survey to around 500 people just uh, trying to understand what really are their um, 
what are the gaps right when it comes to seeking therapy what's really stopping them from seeking therapy and why is something that's really spoken about quite a bit is the stigma right around mental health and you know seeking help etc while that's a huge huge one um another thing that at least we found through our survey is also that the process of seeking therapy is broken you know so and that's something that's not spoken about as much the focus around this narrative is usually on the stigma stigmatization of mental health etc but what we found out is that because there's a lack of regulation in this space you have therapists who are not entirely qualified to be therapists parading as therapists and like providing counseling services and therapy to individuals what happens then is a lot of individuals tend to have bad experiences with say a therapist and then then they don't have as much incentive to continue their journey with therapy the other part of it is there's almost like this demand supply mismatch right when it comes to seeking therapy there are a lot of qualified therapists but then they are not getting access to clients right or the clients are not getting access to therapists because they don't know where to start and i think so what we found out what we kind of um, the conclusion that we arrived at is that it's twofold right and the problem is of course addressing stigma but the other reason it's so hard to seek help in india is because the process of seeking help in itself is broken where do you begin how do you figure out who the right therapist is for you right where do you even how do you reach out to the therapist where do you find out information how do you how can you believe that okay you can trust this therapist that you're going to potentially seek therapy with um so there are a bunch of kind of uh process gaps that are really also stopping people from seeking therapy actually one thing that um you know i would remember was speaking to a therapist one of our therapists and um she mentioned that she was actually so surprised that after we launched therapize she was so surprised in the spike in like client referrals that she saw and she's like what she also noticed is not that people do not want to seek help they are you know a lot of people are open to seeking it but they didn't know where to begin and then when therapies happen i think they had a platform right they be like okay this is where i can now go to seek help just adding one more layer to that um i think when we began therapies something else that we noticed was that because all of us live in south asia and many of our cultural norms and traditions are obviously rooted in south asian culture um in south asian culture we make a lot of space for positive emotions for celebration to talk about love in some ways you know we have a lot of gestures of love that are embedded into our everyday you know like your mother might casually bring you a bowl of fruits and that's something that you don't see in other cultures maybe but at the same time we don't have that much tolerance or space for emotions that are perceived as negative or emotions that are perceived as not being grateful um and that toxic positivity really really then comes in the way of people even kind of on the most basic level allowing themselves to ask for help right so exactly what aviva was saying around that cultural stigma piece when that ties into also a broken system where you don't even know where to begin if you wanted to seek help essentially then on a larger level what that means is that individuals just don't reach out when things are not going well they keep it to themselves and hope that it'll pass right i think that makes a lot of sense you know that there are two parts to this that we have to be looking at one is accepting itself that you know it's okay to seek help and the second is to understand how to seek help and i think with therapies you guys are really doing a great job of bridging the gap on the second piece right like when someone has decided to seek therapy they at least know how to go about it but even to get to that point as someone who wants to seek therapy and has realized i need to get help i need to still realize 
that I can ask for help. And that's one thing that I don't think we have like a best practices or so to speak to crack. Right. Like that's one thing that is so, so difficult for someone as an individual to do, to even understand, like you said, it is so stigmatic to, you know, to accept that I need to seek help, that I can't do everything by myself. So like you rightly said, Anushka, you know, like in South Asian families specifically, like we don't talk about the negative side of things. Those are just, you know, treated with a be positive, look on the bright side of things. And celebrations are beautiful and wonderful in South Asian families. But when it comes to really working on the mental well-being of a person, how equipped are we? So there are like a lot of factors that go into, you know, just trying to find that thing within ourselves that, you know, it's okay to seek help. So what do you think these factors are? You know, if we can maybe put... Uh, if we can maybe, you know, like just point them out or say them out loud so that anybody listening here, subconsciously, they may not have realized it, but maybe this can help in some way that, you know, that this thought that I've been having is not completely normal. And this is why I need to actually go out and seek help. I think to begin with the first sort of gap that we found through our research and, you know, every day we talk to so many people who are considering therapy and what we've heard from them the most really has been very often people will say, you know, I feel like I don't have any purpose. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I feel so upset, but I don't even know if I deserve to get help. And I think on that most basic level, especially actually amongst Indian women, what we've seen is, you know, at some level we're ashamed, but also in addition to that, we sort of don't even believe that we deserve to get that help, right? So if there's someone listening to this right now who's kind of been grappling with a couple of bad days, maybe bad months, it's been a really hard year for so many of us, right? I think that one of the biggest learnings we've had at Therapize is that there's really no quantum objective measure as to this is a particular point at which you are allowed to seek therapy or you are allowed to get help. It's so varied and it's so personality specific, right? We're all sensitive in different ways about different things. And one thing might make me ups- make me really upset and you might respond to that same event or situation entirely differently. But I think as kind of just things to keep in mind for the audience that's listening, you know, if you've been feeling like it's hard to regulate your emotions of late, you know, you find yourself feeling really upset and then really happy in the same in the same span of a day or maybe in a couple of hours even. Um, if you find yourself overthinking a lot, you know, if every single thing you're doing is making you just second guess yourself all the time. Um, if you're feeling really scared of taking risks constantly, maybe if you've been stuck in a job for a very long time or, you know, you've been stuck in a certain thought pattern, if you keep thinking, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, I'm an imposter. And if it's been going on for a while, if your self-talk right now is really, really harsh, you know, maybe before you go to bed, you have thoughts like, I did such a bad job today. I could have done so much more. I wish I was better. I think these are all small indicators. But again, to clarify, and so much of what we do over at Therapies is say that there's no one way that mental health problems look. So it could manifest so differently for you and for me. And just, you know, talking personally, for me, anxiety and depression manifest as high functionality. So I work even more when I'm anxious or I'm depressed. And 
for the longest time i thought that was i was like i can't possibly be anxious or depressed because i'm my most productive self and everything i saw in the media around anxiety or depression involved kind of not being able to get out of bed and so i would just say the biggest sort of indicator is when you sit with yourself or when you make space to just kind of get in touch with yourself what comes up and if there are feelings of unease if there are feelings of discomfort if there are feelings of any kind of self hatred i think then reaching out if not to a professional at least at the very first step to a friend or someone in your family that you trust um i think also to add to that right um uh, building off of the point that anushka made about how subjective it is right like symptoms can manifest very differently for different people um also i think it's important to look at mental health as a spectrum right it's not about so much about, it's not so much about what's normal versus what's not it's more about you will kind of you will lie at different points of this mental health spectrum and maybe during different months different um you know years etc etc at some point you will be shifting across it right so i think it is to kind of like anushka mentioned listen to how you're talking to yourself but also i think it's more even what we do, a lot of what we do at therapies is redefining the way you engage with your mental health right so even if you are someone who just wants to explore yourself better understand yourself better understand what your triggers are that's also a great point at which you should potentially consider therapy because i mean we all come with our insecurities and our baggage and it's important to unlearn some of that and especially in the south asian culture there's so much conditioning that we've grown up with and it's really important to explore how that affects you know how we are as people our behaviors you know our thoughts feelings etc so um why you know negative self talk and symptoms of anxiety depression are of course you know um signs that you should potentially consider therapy it's also comp- i think we should also normalize um seeking therapy on even good days right because we all come with our insecurities anxieties baggage etc it's important to un- unlearn and uncover this absolutely i think there are some really really interesting points that have been brought up you know in this entire conversation especially about uh, you know the kind of self talk that we're doing and actually being in touch with our body and seeing how it manifests because like you rightly said anushka it manifests so differently for different people like for me like when i have anxiety and depression together it's like i'm being pulled in two different directions because anxiety makes me want to do a lot of things and depression makes me want to do nothing at all so dealing at that point is literally so difficult and i'm like okay this is when i really need to seek help because there's something going on in my subconscious that is really causing me a lot of trauma right now and i can't function like this so it is so important to just know your own body and have your mind and body in sync you know like a lot of people probably don't realize how physical mental illnesses are like they are not completely mental because they manifest so physically so i think that was a very very you know valid point that was brought up over there and aviva i think something that you touched on was so i can't even stress on how vital it is to address what you mentioned about social conditioning from our childhood itself because these are beliefs that are programmed into us these are the only truths that we know and to unlearn that means accepting that that truth is actually not a truth and doing that itself is such such a massive thing right so like how in okay now i actually want to talk about personal experiences if you are okay with that um how did you start you know because 
how did you realize that your truth wasn't the entire truth and that you could actually you had the option of seeking help whether it was you know asking a friend or a family member or whether it was taking the decision to go to a professional i decided to seek uh, therapy i started out with the process when um i think as someone i i so i studied psychology in college and i think i've always been super fascinated by um just how and why we behave the way we do and i think that's been and i think as i started kind of reading up a lot you know in this space etc cetera, etc cetera, i think i became a lot more aware of uh, you know who and what i am has so much to do with how i've been brought up uh, you know the society around me etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think for me it actually the reason i started seeking therapy is precisely to unlearn some of that to really understand and i think i did i wanted to build more self awareness regarding what my triggers are you know how to really cope with them etc so i think for me it was more about like personal growth and development as opposed to you know i reach, i i was going through a slump or i was going through a low period and that's why i decided to seek therapy i think it was it was honestly just to understand myself better and that stemmed from my interest in this space yeah for me i think it was a bit different in the sense that i first went to a therapist in my second year of college no my third year of college um and what i remember very vividly was i was going through a really difficult time and i remember waking up one morning and just reflecting on my life at that point and thinking to myself i really dislike who i am i dislike everything i'm doing and there are all these people around me that keep telling me that they love me or that they see worth in me but i absolutely don't see it in myself um i think it was some kind of like slap in the face where i was almost just like it felt like there were two bridges at that point and one kind of carried me over to a life that i'd been living already where i was highly productive highly functional externally achieving rewarded for it but the rewards all felt empty and the other path just felt extremely daunting but i think something in me snapped where i was like life has to be more than just working towards something and then feeling even more empty um i think that's where really i began and that for me really allowed me to unpack my own motivators i think and you know just understanding is this part of me which is celebrated something that i even like about myself or is it a, def- a defense mechanism that i have just built with time that now people reward me for but i don't really like about myself that's kind of how i began and you know that took a couple of i was with that therapist for a couple of sessions and then i was like okay i think i've got enough knowledge to work with and actually last year i began somatic therapy because a lot of the work that i do um on another project brown gold gazing is around just the body right and i felt like if i was showing up to spaces and just talking about the mind body connect i wanted to experience that myself um and it's been about a year of somatic therapy now and that has again been a really interesting experience because pretty exactly what you were saying which is that you know yes mental health is in the mind but the mind and the body are so intrinsically connected that even realizing that you know earlier i would try to think my way out of everything and now having to slow down and check in with my body uh when i'm saying something or when i'm saying i'm feeling something having to be like but what is my body saying about this that's been an absolutely amazing experience i 
couldn't agree more it's such a game changer like when you start thinking about how your mind and body are connected it's so you start realizing every reaction that your body is having to things that you are saying or to situations and how they feel so yeah i i love that point and uh, it's really interesting to see that both of you have such diverse i mean su- such different experiences right when it comes to starting therapy and uh, since you guys started i just wanted to kind of understand you know let's talk about the stigma a little bit how easy or difficult was that decision for you like i'll give my example when i was struggling with anxiety which at that time i didn't know was a chronic anxiety disorder and i was depressed at the same time i did not think that i could you know i thought that seeking therapy was probably like i've given up on my life that there's something wrong with me and there's something broken because that is what we are told that is what we've been growing up with that oh she's mad right like that is the first thought that comes to mind and i was like i don't know how i can tell my family this because they are not going to be okay with it like they're going to think something's wrong with me and uh, even i thought something was wrong with me but what has changed like in the one and a half years that i've been in therapy is that i've accepted that i needed help and i'm getting better so technically not seeking therapy is the problem it's not the fact that i'm seeking therapy that is actually a step to recovery so just moving from stigma to undoing that itself was major growth for me how was that for you like when was that point where you decided that okay i can seek help and there's nothing wrong with it um i think personally um i don't think i feel like i was not open to seeking help or i don't think it took me too long to accept that um you know i want to seek help and i think i was very open to the process but then very honestly when it comes to talking about it to other people i think that still took me a while to be like hey i'm going to therapy i think i was okay with it personally but still either talking to family or friends i think a very few kind of close set of friends knew about it but and i think now i i try to i try to very actively you know tell people cuz i'm like hey co-founder of therapies you know i should be you know i want to kind of advocate uh, and like em- really internalize uh, what I, you know we're trying to put out there but it's still tough honestly you know it's not like um the stigma for sure at least when it comes to, like talking about it in society or like being like hey i need help or i'm going to seek therapy i go i go to therapy it's definitely still a conversation that i think i hesitate bringing up or at least sharing um with just you know even like friends or family yeah i think that's still somewhere i fi- i definitely find myself holding back yeah yeah i mean completely i think aviva and i joke about this a lot sometimes where where like we literally started a whole business to connect more people to therapists and get more access to like psychoeducation tools but when we're talking to extended family or people we don't know it still somewhere feels awkward at some level which sucks i hate that and i mean like she said even for me i'm constantly trying to push myself to, to tell people that i don't know even that i go to therapy regularly and that's not a weakness that's a strength um but my personal experience of first beginning therapy was extremely dramatic i thought my whole life was ending um i was convinced i think i just grew up thinking that there are two types of people in the world either you're okay and you're cruising you're living the good life you're really smart you're very accomplished or you're not okay and everything is a struggle 
and i feel like very early on and you know the more people i talk to the more i feel like in south asian cultures that binary is something that you internalize very early on you know like your parents tell you at a young age like if you don't do your homework you will be a failure and so in your head you start thinking oh there's a type which is a failure right and there's a type which is not a failure um and i think for me the biggest challenge in unlearning was actually moving past that binary to say we are all a failure and a success together and going to therapy or not going to therapy for that matter also doesn't define who you are as a person intrinsically i think seeing therapy not as an end goal but as a modality right to just help you get to a different end goal that really changed my relationship with how i felt about being someone that seeks therapy like now when i talk to people about it i no longer feel like oh there's something wrong with me which is why i go to therapy exactly what you said preeti in some ways i feel like i want to get to know myself better and i want to feel better about myself and that's work that takes a lifetime so even if i'm not in therapy forever as long as i'm committed to working with my own emotions i think this is something that's valuable so i think it was just that mindset shift you know it's interesting because uh something that all three of us have said over here is that it's a mindset shift you know like to just paraphrase this entire question into like a few words and it's really funny right i mean i don't want to say funny but it's really interesting how it is so difficult given that mental wellness and mental health is such a huge part of all of our lives like both of you have co-founded therapies i as an individual talk so much about mental health and wellness and as a part of amritam's podcast right now this is what we're trying to do you know build a wellness community sometimes it can still get challenging to address this with certain people it can still get so difficult to talk about it as openly without feeling you know like a grain of that stigma still somewhere within us so you know like you said anushka it's like a lifelong process it is not just you know overnight that a mindset is going to change or that you know people are going to be okay with suddenly asking for help it's going to be continuous work and maybe it's going to be a generational shift who knows like we can't at least you know there are there is one generation that is being so open about it and talking and it can only get better from here So um uh something that I wanted to kind of uh, pick up on you know like you mentioned Anushka is that nothing is binary that is not black and white it's not yes or no it's always you know you you can be both a failure and a success you can be all of it it is not your anxiety or your depression that defines you it's a part of who you are so uh that brings me to you know normalization that is something that we are all struggling so hard to do normalize mental wellness in general sensitize the world outside that this is all a part of us and that there is literally no one out there who doesn't have every side you know like it's not just the good or just the bad but there's always a lot of it so you are obviously doing such a wonderful job with therapies you know to talk about it to normalize it but as like regular individuals out there who are maybe struggling to seek help who are struggling to ask for help whether it is from their best friend or whether it is from a therapist how can someone start you know with how can just how can someone start with normalizing or just accepting what would how how do we define that first step um so i think um at the risk of sounding super cliche i think the first step is genuinely just 
accepting it yourself you know i think um it's so so important for you to because you know a lot of pe- you have a lot of people who kind of push others towards going to therapy but that's never going to work unless it comes from within going to therapy is not going to help right so i think really individually first at a personal level accepting that i need help and it's okay that i need help and it's also okay for you to um come to terms with that idea but i think once you do i feel like you do somewhere find that confidence in who you are because i think confidence is also so key to kind of being okay talking about it right hey this is this is what i'm currently going through and there's no big deal about it i'm not ashamed of it but i think because of so much conditioning it's so important to first at an individual level accept that you need help and accept that it's completely totally fine and i think you know unfortunately in our society you'll always have people talking about oh look at her she's going to therapy there's something wrong with her we we use um all these like clinical terms just super flippantly right and i think that is part of kind of our culture so i think wait so i think waiting for the environment to be conducive enough to start talking about it i think is a super idealistic way of looking at it i personally really think it's about individually being super comfortable super open about it that's the only way we'll achieve at least get to some sense of normalization gradually and slowly no i completely agree with that and i think somewhere also for me what really stands out is find your people um you know there are a lot of people who won't understand things like therapy or really won't make space for your messy complicated layered emotions but there are also so many people who will and i feel like surrounding yourself with people who kind of can act as mirrors almost right and remind you that being anxious or feeling scared or feeling lonely any of these so called negative emotions are honestly very rich parts of the human experience and e- even if say in your regular everyday physical life there aren't people around you that can do that for you or if say you don't feel like there's anyone you can really open up to i think take that extra step to find communities so whether that is a support group through therapies or that's listening to a podcast like this one right and kind of finding someone else who enjoys the same content as you I think that can be a really powerful way to just begin at least taking that first small baby step towards seeking help. I think this is so helpful because uh you know this is also something that has come up a lot in past episodes that you really need to uh be aware of what you're surrounding yourself with whether it's in terms of the kind of content you're you know consuming on social media whether it's in terms of the podcast you're listening to the books that you're reading the people that you're surrounding yourself with you really need to you know find your people like you said and uh, one very interesting thing aviva that you mentioned is that you know we can't keep waiting for the world to be uh, conducive for these conversations because ultimately we're making up that world and maybe one way that we can create that ourselves is by being a part of it so you know we are making the uh, we are making our own environment we are kind of the ones who are talking about this now so maybe that's going to help towards normalization and you know it's like what both of you said it's like it ties together the more you're surrounding yourself with the kind of people who will accept you for who you are the more you're actually creating that environment for yourself and for the world around you so that's a really lovely place to start whether or not 
you know you can afford therapy or not so i think that's a beautiful place to begin and uh, i think that there's been so much to take away from this conversation in terms of just normalization and just starting off and just understanding yourself it's been absolutely enlightening and i really hope that it helps anybody who's listening to this right now i think it will so uh, do you guys have anything more to add anything that you want to leave our listeners with i think one last thought on my end is just that this one brene brown quote that i personally keep coming back to which is that shame can't exist where there's belonging um and i think about that a lot where i think about how so many of us find ourselves in situations or stuck in thought patterns where we really and truly at our core believe that no one else in the world has ever felt this way right and if there's someone out there right now listening to this feeling like this i would just encourage them to take that first step which feels like the scariest but look for one person or one piece of content or just anything around that reassures you that you're not the only one and i think it gets much easier that point onwards i think uh one thing that i also just like to add um as just kind of a concluding thought because we spoke about mindset mindset shift a lot right i think one way to look at it is like viewing the journey or like the journey of seeking therapy as something that you're doing to heal yourself right it's a it's not something that you're doing because it's not something that you're engaging with because you're weak and you need help it's it's kind of you investing in yourself because you recognize that there are a bu- there are a bunch of factors that are kind of at play when it comes to how your mental health struggles manifest right so you are kind of taking that step forward to heal and unlearn that and i think that is something to be so so proud of it's not it's i think that that realization is so important i think it's something that people people almost again like there's so much shame around it why are we talking about someone needing help it's about someone almost i think it's you, you need to look at it also self growth right you're unlearning some of that and you want to heal from it to become a better version of yourself a, a better version of yourself not just for yourself but for everyone in your life like if you go to therapy you're not just changing your behavior patterns you're going to affect every single person you interact with and i feel like if that's not motivating enough then like i don't know what is <laughs> No I love it I think uh, that's beautiful you know we're going to look at this as growth from now on we're going to look at it as self improvement and not seeking help because uh, whatever we might be going through none of us are broken it's all a part of us and we're whole as we are we're just trying to be a better version of ourselves and I think these are some beautiful thoughts to be leaving our listeners with Anushka Aviva thank you so much for taking out the time and being here and talking about something as important as this as important as this it's been wonderful having you here thank you so much once again thank you preeti it's been lovely thank you so much preeti to our listeners this has been one gem of an episode you can listen to it now but save it if you want to hear it later and you need like a little bit of motivation to actually go out there and do your thing this is preeti i'm going to be signing off and i will see you once again super super soon until then take care stay safe and i hope you're having a beautiful day today bye bye Rediscovering Self is a podcast that addresses the daily ramblings of the mind and talks about what influences the way we think and how we can cope in an ever-changing world. This podcast is brought to you by Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community.